This is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. Welcome to the Ninja Rob Podcast. In this room, they call me JB. I'm going to start checking in. I'm glad you hit play. Thank you so much. Even though Timmy's here, it doesn't matter. So let's check in. Timmy, how are you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. How are your That's, love handles? So we working on them, right? They need, they need work. Yeah, so, so what I really love about this is you make fun of me privately, publicly, about the gummy worms, everything I'm eating, my near-death experiences, near-death. yet you're a fat fuck. Yeah. I'm heavier than I would like. You're heavier than you've ever been? No. No, no, no he's <laughs> not. I'm not seeing old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever seen the pictures like of that woman, well, that lady? How, how heavy would you like to be? 217. And you're, the goal. you're 15 pounds away from that, 232. 232, yeah. Man, that's I'll be there in like it's a long road. I'll to be home. there in like a month. I'll be there. Nah. Yep. No, you're not. Yeah. Don't see it. Yeah. I don't think I don't you know what it is? Age is catching up to you. No. So you're yeah. slowing down. So yeah. you're slowing down. No, I can see. I, know, I, can just I know see. exactly why why I'm heavier than I like to be. I get, well, butter cups. Because you're eating too much. Yeah. And not exercising enough. Can't you can't out train a poor diet, as they say. No. Nah. Apparently, I mean, you're, no, we'll you're a post trial for that. We'll check in in a month. We'll check my weight in a month. We'll check. Okay. We'll what is it right now, officially? 232. Right now. 232. Well, I mean, right this morning, 232. This morning. Butt ass naked? I had underwear on. Okay. All right. All so right. 231 and three quarters. There you go. Apparently, Marco is fine, guys. Marco is fine. <laughs> yes. How are yeah. you feeling? How's the, your, your lungs? Let, my, your riblets. My riblets are good. Uh, you know, every once in a while, you just feel like, you know how it is. I, I'm dying. Son, I, I have, day, it, day. you know, I don't. I'm, I'm on WebMD. I'm Bro. this. I'm that. But everybody, I feel great. Like I never had it. Son, have you? Look. I will never, never admit to being fearful of dying Amen. or anything. Just like, yeah. how, how do you feel? Great. Never been better. Meanwhile, I'm looking at WebMD. Just, like, why just is my heart rate up? Why you is just this? admitted to it? To what? To us. Privately. This <laughs> <laughs> just between us. Dev, how are you? I'm good, man. It's good. Air Mattress Dev. We're going to call him Air yes. Mattress Dev tonight. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. Talk about near-death experience. Got, got my back. Got my back hurting. <clears throat> Sucks. And, you can't, and I don't know, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but I've you, I've been on Air Mattress before, and it's hard to, to do things. Oh, yeah. It's hard to, it's no, hard to So you when you mean? do that, when Bring you get busy in the, air, in, the, in the air mattress, you wake rebound? up. Is there a rebound on the air mattress, or is it just compression? No. no. So one, it's going to be a lot of like extra noise. Two, um, not right away, but whatever damage you're doing during that time, you're going to wake up in the bed. Yes, it's a matter of time. Explain to Tim what you're talking about. No, 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 Tim. I can see by the glow in Tim's eyes. He's experienced. I've slept on several air mattresses before, and it's. I never, I never did what you're talking about. Yes, you have. You never damaged anyone. Not on an air mattress. Okay, son. But I have woken up inside no, you just it. Sink like, into a, it. Like, like a slow leak. Someone, you know what I mean? We like, used to have a, a air mattress in a smut hut, which really? was like a so oh, stop it. So back in the day, wow, I wish we were friends at that time. Listen, listen <laughs> back in the day, my boy, uh, him and his wife, they broke up or whatever, and he had to move out. So him and my other boy, who was always single, ended up getting a crib, and it was called the smut hut. It what? was the crib where everybody could bring Jones through. And bash him. Jones. And you had to blow up the air bed, though. It was like an empty room. You got to blow that air joint up. Yeah, like, like a hand pump or you had a little motor? Yo, I'm going to keep it real. I can't remember yeah, plugging it in. No. Use your mouth, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I think it was hand pump back really? then, bro. Well, they use, usually for the air mattress, it's the foot pump. 
Yeah, yeah, I but think that it was, was. We're talking about. But, he's but, talking years ago, though. Yeah, but I think no, I think he's right because it definitely was. Well, what some, kind of budget did the Smut Hut have? That's the other thing not, too. N- doesn't know? sound like it had a lot. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's <laughs> nah. a Smut Hut. Yo, and that's it. Sounds like an interruption of foreplay, son. Like, how do you like? You know what I mean? Like, you got your leg out pumping the mattress, or you like, nah, yeah. girl. No, the Jones, they just okay. knew what it was. They you, you, when you it pulled cool. the when you pulled the bid out, all balled up. Nobody ever. Nobody folded it up. You got it out. When you took it out of the Walmart bag, the Walmart bag, the trash bag. It was a trash. It was a trash bag. Doing laundry in trash bags in Pollock Town. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. you guys really know how, you guys really know how to treat a lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back in the day. That we hey, were young. So he we brought up men. Pollock Town. You Pollock know, like, Town. Calling somebody that's Polish or Pollock is an insult. Don't say that. Nah. That's what I happened to me. Son. Oh, I said, Oh, you're a Pollock. Didn't like it at all. Woman yeah, you Polish. know what? I always knew that it was, but for some reason I know that that was what they called that part of, of the course. town. It's yeah, literally yeah. called that. In normal conversation, yeah, yeah, even if you were, even if you were talking so political, I, I remember yeah. someone was like, "Oh, Whitman Park." I was like, "Where's that? Where's Whitman Park?" Because that's what it's really called on maps. When you read, it says Whitman Park. It's called. Oh, they, don't call, park. they don't call it Pollock Town. <laughs> not. It's not on the map. You Pollock sure? Town's not on the map. One hundred percent. I think they might have wild out and put it there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. These are official maps. I'm not sure. Okay. So, but yo, that's the only thing we know it as. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, so what? So, well, it's called Fairview. Because I'm about to say, people say White Boy. It was White Boy Fairview. So people just say, "I'm out, White Boy." Because there's probably a couple of white people left there. No, nah, there was a lot of white people. Was, Back in the day, there was used a to be big, white people. And you couldn't even, you we, like, this is when I was young. You you were told, my mother used to tell me, like, if you go over there, please be careful. Because it was different. It was wait, just, wait, wait, wait. Your yeah. mother's telling you to be careful in a white neighborhood? Yes. That's very interesting. Yes. Yeah. She was like, yeah. be careful. Yeah. When you go over there. Timmy, what was your, it was what police your mother different, tell you too. When it was you very go, police. It was police different. When you would walk out of the house, would she tell you to be careful? Uh, depending on what neighborhood we lived in at the time. <laughs> There was some neighborhoods you had to be more careful than more others. More careful than sure. others. Well, no white ones, though. No. No. <laughs> I like how he admitted it. Yo. Yo. Moment of silence. There was for Paul Mooney. Man, I've been on a Paul Mooney kick. Come on, son. Come on. You, yo, for the listeners, if didn't you've he, never heard uh, it, didn't that guy, him, Didn't he rape Richard Pryor's kid? That I'm was not, one I of the claims that. That were, that, that's been made. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not oh, sure. Yo, that's Richard Pryor's son, I don't believe, said said that. It he was did a, not say that. It a bodyguard. It was a bodyguard for Richard said, saying that yeah. he was going to, but I, you know, I don't know what that speculation is about. But if any yeah. listeners don't know who he is, uh, depend, you might have a problem with listening to him, but if you can get through it, it's really good comedic, you know, timing. So I, I saw him live. I so did I. I had the and, privilege. You, you see him live? No, no. Nah, Timmy, it was one no. of the most Timmy amazing. Would never listen to him. No, 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 I love Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney's great. I think he's hilarious. Yo, man, not seriously. Yeah, so he was on Chappelle's show. That's how I saw him. Well, yeah. but he's one of those comedians that he can. He played. Take. A, wasn't he Negro Dama? Yes, he was. Ask a black dude. Ask a black dude. That was yeah. a good one, man. But he could play and and make jokes and but really hit home with uh, very socially conscious ideas while he's right. making jokes about them and make you think. That's hilarious, but he's also right. You know, like cutting both of those edges. And oh, he was th- hilarious for sure. Yeah. See, that's the part. See, that's the part right, also. Right. But funny. you know what? I think it's important. Very like, funny. even if I see something that's like inappropriate and stuff like that, like, funny's funny. Yes. Even if it's like wrong, like if you see somebody say something, you're like, oh, but the shit is funny. Especially if they're a comedian. If, yes, right? definitely. But funny's funny. To yeah. me, funny yeah. is funny. And it kind of, even if it's like, oh, shit. Like, he was funny just like the way he would like. Sort of like tilt his head, like, look right. at like, like, he's yo, just a funny when dude. When you see him sitting there, Marco can attest with, to this. With, with the microphone on his chin, look like he just dick. sit there, mm-hmm. like, 
Look, he, yes, well, yeah, no. the way he sits there, it looks like the accusations are true. <laughs> Yo, sorry. Well, oh, I mean, I like Ari Spears because he was a bit sugary. Uh, Ari Spears has a, uh, does a great Paul movie. Yes, he does. He, does one now, he did one now, too. He just said, this is me, I'm dead. He's like, this, that's right, I invented all this. So pretty pretty funny guy or very funny guy. Yeah, and if you haven't heard it, you, 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 should, you, should you definitely, definitely should. He is a, a, a classic, an icon in, in comedy, but also... Don't get too offended, Tim. Nah, you, when you go listen nah, to his, listen, his, his grind his, through it. He comes, nah, at, he comes at white people, so yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. He is. No, seriously, man. So I wanted to ask you guys, what's going, what's new in the school? What's going on? Like, what are you teaching right now, Timmy? What am I teaching right now? Yeah, like what's the you know what this mean? Like, week we're point? doing the last two weeks we're doing back attacks. Okay. And this week coming up we're doing mount attacks. That's it. that's it. I mean, right. you want to know the details sure. of everything? Let's go into it. that's what this show is uh, about. It's about martial arts, bro. Come on. What do you mean, martial arts? We've pivoted from Paul Mooney. I'm not saying, you know, uh, uh, put your foot here. I'm just saying, what's like, what's how are you framing the class, and how long does it take, and what's your goal at the end of the two weeks? Like, so that these last two weeks were about the back take. Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm supposed to have a goal. I'm I'm just speaking as Timmy. (laughs) Yo, so these last two weeks were about the goal is take the back and finish the chokes. Okay, yeah, or bar or whatever. But so first we work on taking the back, then we work on finishing from the back. Then we work, instead of just regular back control with hooks in, we worked on some crucifix stuff on the back. So everything I teach, I try to teach one main theme and then a sequence of moves around it. If one doesn't work, if A doesn't work, you go to B. B doesn't work, you go to C. C doesn't work, maybe you go back to A, stuff like that. And is, it, is that the way you kind of, you kind of always structure the always, classes? Always, always. Dope. Marco, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yo, I'm sorry, you woke let me, me up. Wait, let me you wake Marco me up after up hearing about how Timmy runs his class. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, so uh, unlike Timmy, we we take a much deeper approach to uh, how we teach things at, at NJMA. This is for all the Hellfish students that ever want to come by and, and check a class out. So we'll we'll take it. It's a- interesting to see which approach works better because I think there's clear evidence from the Hellfish Kumite <laughs> about, <laughs> about so which, wait, wait, which yo, system works best. best. Let me ask. Let me let me ask. Did NJMA go up against Hellfish, or did the tournament somehow, by the guy that organizes it and his student, get canceled early? Just curious. Huh? Oh, a lot of silence. Clarity, there. Clarity. A lot of silence. It was. It was. It was. It, was. it looked like a lot of. Uh, it looked like a lot of weird I, I will, stuff going on. With I the will rest. say this: the quote-unquote Hellfish team of all their homegrown students did very well. I cannot deny that, but they did not go up against. A true homegrown team, the NJMA, students that started there from no, no, white no, to was, blue. That was, but regardless. But anyway. ne- there, neither team had a full homegrown team. So I digress. So we're talking about how uh, the uh, how we start. School, yeah, right? what's going on at school and what, what, we're, what we're working on. So we're before you start. Yes, everyone sir. was in, was happy to see you there. Yes, yes. yes. And yes, how, how did that feel? Felt good. Yeah, yeah it felt you know good to be back. Because I've always told you, touch the people. Of course, the people love it when you yes. touch them. You know, not so the way Dev did Paul's, last on the on the uh, the air mattress. Not air mattress touching. Okay, no, not, not wrecking. Not wrecking stuff. Not air, air yes. mattress wrecking. Not attacks from the back. No. But uh, so that that was good. Also, and the other thing that my father would always say, right? This is an old Italian saying. He's like, it's the it's the farmer is the only one that can make the farm grow. Come on, son. right? Not the guy that works for the farmer. But anyway, I digress. So our idea that we're we're working on at the school is bigger than any one technique, like a choke or taking the back, right? Because those are all that's because if you can't get to the back, how good was that class? It was terrible if you can't get to the back. But regardless, 
If you can't you get to the back, on taking the back. Yeah, but if you can't, first. if they can't take it, yeah, but you're then that class in general, is worthless. Right? You're not, you're not. Yeah, yeah that's a worth, This is a worthless. Yeah, just talk about it in general. If you're teaching something that the student can't get to, then we, it's a wasted class. So the first thing I said was we taught how to get to the back and then finish from. The, like, what are you talking about? And then we also the, not only that we said if you can't take the back, we showed an alternative techniques for when you can't take the back. Okay, so, okay all right. Yeah. So, so this is called backpedaling. But go ahead. This is. Oh, you, <laughs> You can rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. I'd love to hear your your wildly successful approach. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. So what what I'm trying to impress upon the students is increasing the uh, time under attack. Right? So if you have somebody in an arm lock, the idea is, yeah, it's great that the, that you can finish the arm lock, but the, 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 the bigger concept is how long can I keep them in this position so that I have as much time as I need to finish the submission. Whereas if we're using speed to finish, then, you know, like the technique's probably not the greatest if you, if you have to rely on speed to finish the, te the technique. So, and let's say Tim's example, the longer that you could stay on the back, the higher uh, is that your likelihood, that you're likely to get the choke. So you're if teaching you, positional control. No, time under attack. That's, that's Time different under than, attack is positional control. No, positional control is me just holding you, and that's a position. I'm on your back, and there is no uh, so you go, of you do an arm bar really slow. No, I do not. <laughs> You're like time under tension in like weightlifting is like the time that the weight is moving. You prolong it. Well, time under attack means you're. It would be positional control. No, because if you you're, attack, your attack should be. You attack. You don't want to make it longer than it has to be. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just define attack? By saying attack, an attack is yes. an attack. Okay, yes. I just nice. an attack just is an attack. Nice. Okay, so your time under attack. No, Tim. Let me explain this to you. Break that down for me. I, 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 I shall. I shall, and this will this will yeah. help your students. Yes, as well. please. Break so. <laughs> time under attack. Um, I really feel like I'm back. Which is controlling. <laughs> you're, 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 but the way you described there, it at first was control the position. Control. Or you say put somebody in an arm bar and just hold them in no, a straight no, no, arm no. bar. No, see, and this don't is, finish them. This is why put them in a choke and don't when squeeze. It, when it comes to second, third, and fourth level understanding of jujitsu, mm -hmm. I'm the guy to come to. Right. When it's first level understanding, you go to Hellfish. Mm -hmm. right. I'm only kidding. Hellfish is a fine school for those of you that live in that area. <laughs> if that's the only place you're around, <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> if, 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 show, if it's 15 minutes away, that's the greatest. If place the Taekwondo go. school is busy, right. then Hell, Hellfish right. is your spot. No, so the uh, the idea is is not something that I invented clearly, but if if you look at Gordon Ryan, right, most of the submissions that he gets, he does not necessarily ever put them on with a high amount of speed, right? He puts mm -hmm. them on with a high amount of control where the, his opponent gets the idea like, hey, man, I'm stuck here. I'm, I'm just going to tap. There's nothing, nothing else I could do. So that's the, the, uh, the concept that I want to impress upon the, the, the students that regardless of what we're working on, be it taking the back, the mount, arm lock, what have you, is that if we can get, if we can maximize our time under attack and make that longer, longer, and longer, then we'll have a higher rate of submission because we don't have to rush through the choke, the arm lock, the knee bar, the heel hook. Now, as, as of right now, taking a step back from that, what we're working on on what techniques or positions is we're using the arm lock as a position of control, right? Uh, first position. from the top. Of control? Position of control, yes. Yeah. So, but not a... so Not this, positional control. No, no. A position a, of control. A position of control. I got you. Very nice. Where... You like that, right? 
So, so I learned that from George Bush. Uh, so a position of control because we're not, if we're starting from the arm lock, what I'm saying is the person on bottom, in this case, has to escape the arm lock. Person on top is not allowed to finish it. Mm-hmm. So that now we could see, okay, how do, I, how do I keep this position, but also how do I progress from here? How do I continue the attack? Uh, how do I transition into a different submission or a variation of the arm lock to be, to be able to do that? So that's how we're kind of funneling it down. And then we went from being on top with the arm lock to being on bottom to working those, those concepts and ideas. Right. Awesome. How about the uh, MMA? Because I know you, you've been, we've been going, I don't know if you'd say you're going back to it. You're what, 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 how would you describe how you've been, you know, pulling MMA, got guys with the gloves? Yeah, grinding. so I, I just think it's, you, you know, like I'm using Tuesday and Thursday nights after Muay Thai as, and I think Tim used to do this, or you might currently do it as well, as a combat jiu-jitsu and MMA style training where, and you'll see that that class gets way smaller, yeah. right? So we might have really 30 people in a jiu-jitsu class, 25 people in a Muay Thai class, and then when it comes down to like MMA sparring, it might be six people, yeah. which is fine because everybody, uh, they uh, self-select to, to do that. I don't push anybody to, right. to do it. They want to do it, they can. But I think it's it's becoming wholly important that uh, the people that want to be able to use their jiu-jitsu in a more combative way have the opportunity. Right then, also the, the Muay Thai. We're not going full Bellator UFC intensity, but enough where people are learning that there are sport jujitsu techniques, and then there are MMA and fight jujitsu techniques, and they're both very different. And then also impressing upon them the kind of orders of magnitude of where I think things need to, how they need to occur. What's the first thing you need to work on? What's the second thing? Third, fourth, fifth. Right, and it's 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 interesting just to watch the guys go through the whole thing, kind of. Like you say, it's self-select, and who wants to get involved, who doesn't? Timmy, how do you handle your, you know, like your MMA or your um, combat jujitsu classes? Same. I mean, we used to have uh, just a full-on combat jujitsu class, but right. people end up not liking it, right. so it ends up just being a regular jujitsu class. Is it now. because it's just a little too much contact sometimes? I think so. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like getting hit in the face. I think people most, don't want to get hit. Yeah, but you yeah. also have to let people know that like we you, you wear the bigger gloves and we're not going nuts. Yeah, we never did. We but never there had gotta still be people that go nuts because it because in regular jujitsu there's so certain dudes that just. But well, you have to kick them out of class if they're like if yeah. They can't, so that becomes really important. So we do that you. with sparring in Muay Thai. Like if somebody can't spar with control, then they can't spar. Then they, it's like all right, you go go do bag work. But if you want to spar, you got to be able to have control. Um. But it's just, I think most people like just doing jujitsu. You know, there's a few people that want to do, like, I think for a lot of people, just doing jujitsu is enough to sort of feel like you're training combat. I didn't know know that. I would have thought that most people in their mind really wanted to kind of like punch on people and everything. Uh, Until they 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 feel it. it. Until they do it. Yeah. Until they buy the gloves, until they get hit in the face a few times and they're like, why is my De La Hiva guard, you know, or my bullshit upside down guard not working my here? donkey guard. Why yeah, is my yeah. donkey guard not working? So everybody wants to punch other people, but no one wants to get fucking punched. So that's the give and take. Like, no, everyone wants to give. And kudos to you if you can just give and never take. Right. That's great. But everybody, you know what I mean? Like, one of the one of the you know, smartest students we ever had said, <laughs> man, they really hit you in this class. Like, he, he, he figured that shit out quick, son. He got caught in the mouth, son. He said that with a bloody mouth. Like, damn, they really... They in this class so it's that kind of thing man that's why it weeds down and listen if you're a chiropractor a doctor you're you know you might not want to do this kind of shit and getting punched in the fucking face is an overrated experience trust me 
I've, I've had it done by many people. Thanks, mom. Anyway, <laughs> uh, shout out to my mom. But what's it, what's definitely interesting with it with, now that we've kind of gone back to the the roots of why we all started jujitsu, right? We all started jujitsu because we want to learn how to fight. Was seeing the realizations that people make from their sport jujitsu class to their more MMA oriented jujitsu class, and how they're like, oh wow, some of this stuff really is isn't appropriate for this right now. Right, right. Because everyone thinks they're gonna like. Hit somebody a couple times, turn, jump on their back, choke them out, or armbar them. Well, they, but they also start losing the idea that you know, I can hold them, I can hit them. Usually, it's kind of tough to do both at the same time, right? And then there's some positions where you could do that, but it it's a it really becomes a a big give and take, and you get to see you know that's where some levels of athleticism make a true amount of difference is when the guys are sparring MMA and I'm seeing my some you know the explosive strong big guys being able to 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 use their god-given gifts to to um to magnify their jiu-jitsu or but to also use it to to really respect what's going on like man i don't want to get hit here i need to get up and then it's frustrating to the other is person. it kind of like another jump from when people go to no gi like you know when you're in gi and when you're in gi it seems like no matter how athletic you are you get controlled different and then once the gis came off it felt like you could do way more a, with less uh, skills like when you when you're doing no gi jiu-jitsu and you're not it's really hard to conceptualize how to do jiu-jitsu if somebody's punching you unless somebody's actually punching you so if you you can roll no gi all you want and then once somebody starts throwing punches at you even the stuff you do in no gi 80% of it's going to be useless. But I just right mean like the jumping, like like if you take two people, right, there's a certain skill set. The guy's got yeah, geese on. He's getting controlled. The other dude is, but he's super way more athletic. Mm -hmm. Then you take their geese off right. and you notice their level, even though he's got way more right. skill, yeah. it like evens out because this dude can get around them it's fast. It's like a wrestler. And, it's like going yeah, up against yeah, so, yeah. And then so, if, that one, right. if that guy throws a punch to the dude, well, yeah, so now it's even it making it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but also what, what I saw with certain uh, certain of the guys is how explosive they could really be in those transitional periods between holding and hitting, that space that's created, and then them being able to take advantage of it from that standpoint. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, it definitely, you know, the athleticism becomes a, an even bigger factor. And jiu-jitsu, when, when punches are involved, jiu-jitsu needs to be, like, much more sort of, like, basic – and uh, there, there can't be any like when you're playing guard and you're just rolling. You can lay there with your hands not doing anything. Yeah. You don't have, you don't even have to have a grip on your opponent if there's no punches really. Right. Like, like you can find those moments to take breaks when there's punches involved. There's none of that. So you always either have to have your opponent glued to you, tied up some way, or completely at a distance where and they can't. And touch it got to be even harder because if a person, it, let's say you was punching and you had the gi on, you could at least grab on the sleeve. Yeah. But the arms is slipperier. It's like mm -hmm. the, when a person pulls back well, the punch. It's and then somebody mounts you. So somebody, somebody mounts you doing gi or no gi. It's like, all right, he mounted me, and now how do I get out? Somebody mounts you when you can throw punches. They start punching you in the face. There's no yeah. time to think. It's just like. <laughs> They're trying to go for a triangle while it getting knocked up outside your fucking giant head. It's fucking tough. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. So, Tim, I've talked about orders of importance, kind of, you know, and especially when we're playing off a of bottom, be it cross side or guard or what have you. And I tell my guys, especially from an MMA perspective, and I want to see what you think of this is, you know, order number one is if you're on bottom, you got to get back up to your feet, mm -hmm. right? 
Number two is if you can't get back up to your feet, then you need to sweep your opponent, right? They get to some sort of guard and reverse them. So number one, get back up to your feet. Number two, sweep them. Number three, submit them. Number four, stall. So these are the kinds of levels of importance where I think first thing you got to do, the second, you, if you get put on your butt, how do I get back to my feet? You know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, in general, I agree. It just depends on if like, uh, if you're not good on your feet and you can't fight on your feet, but you're on the ground and you got a guy on top of you, you can use that as an opportunity to just improve your position on the ground. Okay. So you, so yeah, you can fight sense. on the ground. You know, it's like if you got a guy where if you're fighting a really good striker, he knocks you down, jumps on top of you. He made a mistake in jumping on top of you. So like take advantage of that and use that as a, to get to a submission or take his back or just get to a position where you're now you're in a comfortable situation as opposed to being on your feet, getting dropped again, you know? So it, I agree in general, but there are, there's always, right. There's always caveats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now Timmy, do you remember a time when you were in an MMA class, like a, an MMA class that was jam packed full of people? You guys were all rocking. Like everyone was on the same page. Cause I remember we, <laughs> we, we talk about this from time to time about some of the classes we had, but do you remember back in the day when you were younger rank or, or early in your, when you got your black belt? I never did MMA classes when I was younger. I did them when I started fighting. All right. You know? So when, what was that like, and where this was? Did you run them, or they, they were run? You'd go somewhere else. I think this? I ran some, but I, I mostly would just be in it, like, and mostly what I remember. I think the most beneficial things was like, we did it a lot with you because there wasn't always guys that could challenge me with like jujitsu or striking to train with, but you did a good job of like, you like I'd be at the bottom of the mount for like an hour and just like a new guy every, and even if the guy wasn't good at jujitsu, it's like you're saying the guy wasn't good, but he was just sitting on my chest trying to punch me while I'm trying to escape. So I got like... Remember his nemesis, George? <laughs> Let's not bring it up. No, that was, I don't want Timmy to... Yeah. <laughs> um, He's somewhere. There's a woman in a pit somewhere in George's house. Go ahead. But that, so like you're saying, that's something that we had to construct just because you were so much better than everybody else in the room. Right. And then, yeah, but it worked because it made me extremely comfortable on the ground. Like I, I, I think I got... I never got mounted in a fight. The only time where I was like in danger, like jujitsu wise, positionally, was when I was going against Daniel Gracie. How'd that How'd that turn out? I won, but even oh. in that fight, he had some. He got to some good positions. Stuff that like most people that when I fought, I didn't have to worry about. Like they weren't going to like pass my guard or get. Positions. As an aside, what was the, the coolest thing that happened in that fight was the up kick mm -hmm. that we learned in the basics of Gracie jujitsu to see, you know, like American white boy Tim smash and daniel gracie's a cool dude and you know like afterwards yeah, we were all go, but but this was like picture perfect where you were like oh wow how how the tables have turned but that was also an example like that was an example of um you can use de la Hiva guard in mma because i threw that up kick from de la Hiva guard so i had him in de la Hiva guard he like reached his hand down to peel my hook off which you would normally do in jiu-jitsu and as he reached his hand down he leaned forward and then the foot ah. came out so you can use Right, you have to, but you have to, you have to be good enough at jujitsu to be able to adapt these things. But also, I think it was time and place because Daniel Gracie had been a high, ha, was yeah. a high level straight jujitsu competitor, so he respects the Delahiva guard from his other training. Yeah, right. So he's like, I got to beat this, and then kind of the mixing of the two worlds really came mm -hmm. to your, benefited you in that case. And talking about how the classes have are much smaller now. In the past, it wasn't always like that. So like, and I don't know if it's a mechanism of of the students, of the instructor who were always doing a good job, or the town we were in being a kind like of a rough and tumble, blue collar type of place. But you recall those nights that 
the place was jam-packed and everybody wanted to get it in. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, but, that, but that was also like at the at the beginning, beginning. of the, yes. the not the, not so much the beginning beginning, but the beginning of like the ultimate fighter and all yes. that kind of stuff yes. where everybody yes, right. was like, Hey, I, I, I could do this, you know. Yes. I'm a white dude, and I can fight too. That's right. You know, and you and you got a lot of those guys that. So you think to, that was? I mean, I, I, this is the quotable. Is this the quotable? Is this the name of the episode? I'm a white dude, and I can fight too. Was yes. that the mindset that I, was? I, going- I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Because look, if we look at professional boxing, mm-hmm. I mean, other than the Klitschko's, right, Tim? I mean, who's right. dominating? Canelo, Mexicans, Loma Chico. Yeah, it was Loma always. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all, there's always. Um, Superior white guy. There it is. It comes out, guys. Oh, I mean, there's always been. But also in Jersey, you get the kids that have wrestled, and they're like, "Yeah, I can fight too." Where else to go, right? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think wrestlers think they can. I'm a white boy, and I can fight too. Is a great title because I don't think there's any need to racialize fighting. No, but I'm gonna tell you a secret, Tim. No, this is this what happens, and I have to I have to tell people this my whole life. Uh, Jenner, Jen. Generally speaking, uh, a lot of black people think they think mm-hmm. that you could beat up like any white guy. I know that's what they think in their fucking minds, right? I know. And um, wait, how, how do you know? Because I grew up, I lived in a black neighborhood for a certain amount of time. You lived in the hood three yeah. weeks. Go ahead. Okay. Was you white boy Tim? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like you usually you get that name, like yeah. white Tim. You know, white Tim. Yeah. But but yeah, like so. I would argue with people that would say stupid shit like, man, picture me getting beat up by a white boy. Or you you got beat up by a white boy like all fist or, or fist, dog. Are or, you stupid? Or famously, I would never let a white boy do that. Yeah, that's yeah. the same thing. It's the same. Mm-hmm. That's, that yeah. is 100% the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it always uh, ends bad. But what we do think, <laughs> what I do think is what happens most of the time. And before this, before uh, MMA popped off. People didn't have to fight if they came from like better towns. Rough places made fighters. So even ru- that's why Russian people, even though they're white, Asian, whatever you want to call them, you know what I mean? They always but beat ass. You know what I'm saying? They they're always tough. was looked at from t- as tough, tough people. Tough it's not like well, it's the, not like the black economics people. of fighting really help certain yes, communities. Yes. Right, right. So it's like black people always looked at Russian people like, oh no, nah, they us. <laughs> yeah, nah, Irish people, all white people have yeah. been good fighters, and black people have been good fighters. Spanish people, everybody's good fighters. I don't yeah. think I don't think but race I, has I, anything. Generally, to do. though, I think the poor, the, the people yeah, that are on the poor, you've sc- grown an awful sc- lot since section, I got sick, man. They're the ones yeah. that are. They're the ones like if like if a rich you know Mexican guy and like a poor uh, Mexican dude fight, I'm putting my money on the poor guy generally. I, just, I, I tell you right now, when I will fight places. Floyd Mayweather's son any day, I, all day, I, every day. All day. That, <laughs> that, that's, no, that's the thing. It's just something that extra. You're a fighter. It's an extra thing you gotta go well, to. Well, growing like up a, in the hood, you know, it's you, like an extra. You heard him. <laughs> it's an extra thing you gotta go to that a lot of times people that had silver spoons just don't. They didn't have to fight through for anything. Yeah. It's and with boxers, if you like Danny Garcia. Is like he's thinking this is the only way this is going to happen, and his father's also his dad is choking him against the wall. Like you got to make this happen, dog. And and coming up in Philly boxing, man, come on, son. That's that's like to come out of that because they chew you up and spit spit you you out. out. That's a special. And Timmy, again, he's been in many boxing gyms, so at least two, right? Yeah, and and a couple. You're right. All the black guys think they can beat the white guys. That's what it is. Yeah, I've seen some. I was in North Camden one time because they had the boxing thing there. And this little, this chubby little Irish kid, uh, Philly Powell brought him in. 
to yo slick man. He was in there with this like thirty five year old man. He beat the brakes off this brother son. And yo, and they just thought, oh, oh, you want me? Okay, I'll take him. Yo, man, he was so smooth. And the the the, the Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia Police Pal Association. They had this kid trained, and he was super slick, man. It was a great thing to watch. And that's just, still- just because of the skill. And usually, if you're good at it, they'd be like, "Yo, you know what I mean?" Then they fall in love with you. Oh, yeah. the white boy, crazy. But, but they still got that thing too in the black boxing gyms yeah. where they say like, where they talk about like people that wrestle white yeah. boy, white, and they and they think it's like white boys only. Like when them white boys try to shoot on me, boy, I'm like this with the hands. They feel like boxing is more superior. Mm-hmm. Then everybody, MMA. Does. I think everybody does that. That like when I I used to scoff from uh, my karate background, mm-hmm. looking like oh look at these guys, like what is this? And then then I realized like, no no no, I need to know what this is. I need to learn this. I, I feel that way in anything. Like in order to beat it or to understand it, to have an argument in that side, you have to get in. And it was it was useful. I felt that way the entire time. I wasn't one of those guys that was like I'm not fighting on laying down. It was just stupid. There was guys that would, that would laugh. You know, I remember there was one guy. He would talk about how like all the acrobatic um, karate stuff, all the taekwondo stuff, the guys and the nunchucks, and all. he was just like, "Look at this, this, this karate, whatever this shit is." And it was just like, "Yeah, they're just shooting at it." But I was of a different um, thought process. I was like, "Yo, I got to get at this. Like, I got really got to learn what this is about." So it was really important. So, Timmy, any irrational fears? Let's talk about what you're sharks and sharks, heights. sharks and heights. Yo, are you afraid of sharks? Like when you're in like Target, like everywhere. If I think about sharks, I get nervous. Do you? Yeah. Really? Hold on. Is this something about... Hold on. No, don't do it, Joy. No, that's baby, baby shark. Baby shark. <laughs> baby shark. Imagine if he heard that song when he was a baby. Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. But heights, I'm more afraid. Like when we did Mount Evans. <laughs> Yo, you were shook, son. Terrified. You was nervous, son. Yeah, heights are Yo, terrible. Was I driving? Yes. At one point, you're like... It was terrifying. Don't get so close. What if you're like in an elevator that's clear glass and it's like super... Yeah. Anything, yeah. any anything where yeah, anything up high, I don't I don't like it. Me, yeah, me neither, I like, bro. I like my feet on the ground. Me too, bro. Times you want to be connected to the ground. Not so, in the water and not in the air. So the, so so, what ground. about planes? Yeah, what I hate about planes. planes. Oh, I don't understand. I got. I mean, I. It's just the fact that there's a bus I, inside of the sky. Every time I'm on a plane, <laughs> that's a good way to think. Of, a bus in the sky. Okay. Every time I'm on a plane, I I've. I fully expect to die. Like I'm like okay. I'm like this is it. You because what Anytime it is is you're like, like why are we not? Why are we up here? Why this high? Why you're not, expecting to die on that flight? Why not like just eventually right on the plane? Okay, I, I expect. To, but I, why don't we just fly like 20 feet off the ground? And if the entire then, time, why don't we all have parachutes or anything? <laughs> yeah, so, so you don't crash in the building. But, but I mean, your like, parachute you can go around. Feet. You can find no, no. So I mean, they have highways that don't go through buildings. So you want a skyway. Skyways. No, yeah. he just but he wants Tim, the you plane still to be, follow I ninety five around forty two feet up. Yes, but nice if, and but easy. Five hundred miles an hour. I don't care how fast. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> you're still going to die Either at way. whatever height you got to go to for it to be a clear bit. You're dead if the drone. Because no, you're at five hundred miles an hour at twenty feet. But if your engine, you go if to your ground, engine dies at forty feet, you're going to coast. Slower to the ground than if your engine dies at thirty thousand feet and you just fucking plummet. No, you're dead. No matter. Nah, man. Listen, I I like. I would feel safer if we were lower to the ground. So heights and sharks. Heights and sharks. I think that's. And if you think about it, a plane and a shark look just alike, son. Yo, yo, they both got the look. The airplane join the join that pop up on their back. The whole the front, son. That's what it is. Yo, Dev is a straight up fan. I like it, man. Get down to the to the root of your of your fears, son. That's what it is. To the root. But yo, you didn't have any problems like in the water. It's like cylindrical, pointy. 
Thing? Yeah. Long. Whoa. Pointy <laughs> out. Whoa. Whoa. I wish you had that long on. Uh, you gotta relax. Yeah, I like. But you got. You didn't have a problem getting when we were at the beach in Spain. You just didn't. You what were just feeling it. We all got in the water. We all swimming. Yeah, it? that's. I mean, it's rare. And we saw a fight. And then Hold on. Fight. Let me ask you something. Because <laughs> people think of shark teeth, right? Being scary. Is this something about the beady eyes they got? No. It's yeah. it's the what it's I don't want to have is have an animal bite chunks of my body off or bite my leg off and just be I don't want to be eaten by an animal. So <laughs> that's the main fear that I have. So there's it's not no so much problem with eyes. tigers and <laughs> cheetahs. Yeah, no ti- no, pro- tigers. no tiger, no cheetahs. Um, you're fine with those? Bobcats. You live in Pennsylvania, Bobcats. Yeah. Bobcat will fuck your shit up. Yeah, Wild. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll, I'll extend. Feral dog. It's mostly sharks. Okay. Because in the the other thing is in the water you can't see what's coming up underneath. I got you. Yeah. Hey man, listen. Same thing when you're when you're flying, you you're completely out of control. So, so you, you never no, skydive or anything like that. No. Okay. That's, that's yeah, but would you rather just the shark surprise bite your leg off, or you see the lion and you know he's about to kill you? Yeah, that's another fear. So I'll tell you, here's another irrational fear that I have. Let's go, irrational. This was more so when I lived in the city, was I was always afraid that I would be like walking my dog and like somebody had a pet tiger or a lion or a chimp and and like it got out and it would, I would like just turn around a corner, there'd be a tiger there. Right. That was like one of my biggest fears. See, now that is much more irrational than the other ones. I like that one. I like you know that. What I mean? De- Dev. I was afraid you? of exotic pets. Escaping. Exotic pets. Yeah. So like if you fucking turn the corner and it's fucking bubbles. And from <laughs> exactly. what they said, bubbles was mean. I heard a thing that they're like, yo, fucking bubbles will fuck you up. That's what was Mike, Michael Jackson's chimpanzee. Yo, yeah. chimpanzees I get think they, nasty I, as they get Mike, older. Mike gave them, kept them sedated just to keep them right. Yeah. So that, all right. Propofol. That one, that one's a, yeah, propofol. That one was a, uh, was a irrational. How about you, Deb? Irrational, oh, irrational. Irrational. I mean, yeah. I'm afraid to drive, which is the biggest thing ever. I'm afraid right. to drive. But, but there's a lot of evidence but, on why but, driving is afraid, afraid to drive, but not afraid to ride. No. Yeah, You're not yeah, afraid yeah, yeah. of cars. You're just afraid of being behind the wheel. Yes. I feel like I'm going to- He's I'm afraid to kill someone by accident. Right. Not on purpose. Okay. okay. Like it's like it's like two I different think that makes things. Someone more dangerous. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like that that like to 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 hit a family or something like that gotcha. and find out I'll fucking blow my brains out. What and, if, okay? What if uh, you had a Tesla mm-hmm. and it was like you oh. could be behind the wheel, but it also had the self driving safety mechanism. It depends on how far it gets with that. I'll be probably cool with that. Like, right. when, like I can't wait to that time. So <laughs> when I'm seventy, I will get my first first vehicle. But I asked that about the eyes because. They're similar dark, beady-ass eyes, emotionless deep. eyes of a fucking cobra, son. Oh. Yo, I've so never seen a cobra I'm in my really life. I'm not really afraid of snakes. No. A cobra is different. They're like aliens on Earth. They got this weird, the way that they sit up, weird. You can't tell where they're going to strike from. It's like a jab so the king, that's the impossible to dodge. Like, imagine the jab oh, is- Ricky, Ricky Ticky Tavi. You don't remember Ricky Ticky? No. Yeah, the mongoose that would fight the cobras and beat him. Nah, that's awesome. Watching a mongoose deal with a fight, dealing with a. a, a, I'm not fucking with. If you're athletic enough, you can. You can 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 just the thought of one like like I used to have a fear of waking up in the bed. There it is. Here it is. No, no, real one. And a and a and a cobra is next to me. Just out of nowhere. Or no, no. Hopefully not an air mattress. Or or. He couldn't, he couldn't get you in an air match. A crocodile. over it just fucking pop up. A crocodile. Okay. Like you wake up and he's just laying there and then you got to figure out See, how to wake is, up and get really off the bed. This is really fear. Look, and get off the bed without yeah. him knowing. <laughs> like, he yeah. sleep, you sleep. 
Yeah, no, my nigga, fear of sharks crazy this really is, only that's the crazy came into about. play when I was near water. Only near yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. but then, so right now you're talking, not afraid of sharks. He's talking about nah. an alligator <laughs> in his I bed, am, son. I am somewhat worried that I would walk out and there'd be an exotic pet waiting for me. <laughs> like like a, gor- a gorilla or something? Gorilla, I wouldn't be too scared of. No? What? Gorilla, I wouldn't be as scared. You feel like you could talk to him? Yo, did you ever see that gorilla just grab that guy in the mountains and just pull him like he was... It was like you're pulling yeah, a set of headphones. Gorillas do the charge thing where they, they, they'll they just nah, charge you and it. threaten you. And you, that, you, you would just puff up? You just, You'd be like you just the, stand the there. South African guy. That's, yeah. your, like, that's your spirit animal. Yeah. When you yeah. watch this white dude and the giant Or you just walk up to him like you're trying to give him death. And Not you don't think you're trying to hit him. What's nah, up, just, bro? You leave him alone What's, and he'll leave you alone. That's how yeah. it works, right? Yeah. So I like an alligator in the best, son. I mean, I've never heard that. And the thing is a gorilla doesn't want to eat you. No, it doesn't. See, you know, the big, a chimp would want to like eat your face, face and your nuts. So, you know? Pete, it has happened before. I like to sleep with clothes on. Okay, my girl like, hates that. Like okay. jeans I and a t-shirt. Like, yes, I'm ready. We talked Stays about this before. I like run. to be ready to fight at, yeah. all at all times. I like having sneaks on. I don't like having. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You slip. You sleep with sneakers on. I can perfectly, yeah. but I yeah, don't no because, because I don't because it's uncomfortable it's, for your and for your it's lady. just dirty to do that to your bed. Yeah, son. But you, you have get, some you bedtime get, sneakers. Yeah, exactly, get bedtime yourself a set sneakers. of bedtime That's what it is. Yeah. sleep sneakers. That's sleep sneakers. She's gonna be Yo, pissed at y'all because <laughs> <laughs> I get a crispy. <laughs> this, this is my <laughs> sleep joint. <laughs> that's it. Because get those socks with this like a slipper. Oh, like from Sky Zone. Like they give you a Sky Zone. Or the LL. No, 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 no. I actually felt more combat ready. I had got a pair of those and kept them. And would put them no, on because they ninja, got the rubber grip. Ninja the, shoes. Ninja toes. Oh, I yeah. always wanted they're, those. They're my, called my look, tobby boots. <laughs> no, that's Sorry, a different reason. I, I, I don't wear shorts. When I, <laughs> like even when it's summertime, don't I don't wear, wear shorts. shorts. I want to be able to knee, stay knee, to knee <laughs> put my knees on concrete without scraping them. I always want to be ready to have a fair one. So you never. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, super pause. Oh, ah, <laughs> yo, so you, no flip flops. No, no put it like this. Time. This is how you weird. Chocolate, this no is how weird this is. Time. I'm gonna tell you how weird this is. You wear stretchy jeans. Faha. Huh? Stretchy jeans. <laughs> I like to wear so that I can kick and shit <laughs> like that. No, Chuck no, this Norris. is a fact. This is a fact. Yeah, karate jeans. And, and and I'm probably the only person that considered wearing knee pads underneath my jeans at all times. I swear you to could, God, you could change his levels. Level change. Yes, level change. One hundred percent, bro. Pivot. I got so used to doing that wrestling that I was like, I need that because I got into some fights where I would have to fuck Shoot. my knees up, yeah. bro, on the ground. Right. And and I was like, yo, I want to put some joints underneath my joints or pad my 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 double, joints extra. Double all joints. My, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm telling you. So then, you're always staying ready. Always staying ready. Yeah. Is that a mechanism of growing up in a tough place, you think? or what is, I just what is want the best result out of every fight that gotcha. I have. Not I think I don't think it's. I mean, I'm sure growing up in a tough area has that effect. But I think anybody that just looks objectively at what can happen in the world yeah. should have a mentality of being I ready. Guess. And I don't, you know I don't, what I mean. I'm, I'm not. I don't feel like I, I do that anymore. I try not to. No, no. So I, I don't. Not I try do not to now. But what happened was there's. Oh, so so I would say coming up there was always a fight there, right? So there's a fight here. Whatever you choose to do is picking out how this turns out. Right. So when dude walk by and give you the funny look, I could keep it pushing and it won't right. be a fight. Right, right, right. But I'm most likely going to be like, yeah, the fuck you looking on, at, nah, my nah, nigga? Nah, nah. I've been there. I've and been there. then from- You sound just like Tim. <laughs> 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 
Yo, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Marco is he back. Is, he is one hundred percent. He has returned. But yeah, it's yep. all these different ways that shit could go. Or you see somebody else in a situation look like they're getting yeah. bullied or something. And and I always just I always ended up in some shit like that. Yeah, I've had. I I, I, I was challenged down the street one time. I'm just walking to the store, the bodega, and these cats and I didn't say anything, man. I just took my. For the what part? I lived in Kramer Hill. Right okay. off, off of River Road. So I just took my jacket off, put it down. It was just the little neck thing. My little, hands up was just like. That little stretch and, then, and they looked at each other. All three of them looked at each other. was like, man, fuck this motherfucker, uh-huh. man. Get fucked up. We out of here. And then they just <laughs> turned around and walked away, son. Yeah. I didn't say a fucking thing. No, see, people and then used I just to put always my do this one. And then I yo. went to the store. Yo, you. Yo, you you beat up my little brother. Yo, that was that was the one. That was the let out of vet, son. That was the yo. That's him. Is that him? Is that? Oh my god. Is so that the, just like a test is, to see if you're gonna? Nah, that's just no, the, no, no, no. It's the, it, they're going to beat you up. Yeah, it's, so they're, they're fighting, but they're justifying it. Yes, yeah. it's like dog. It's not me, bro. I didn't get in a fight, but nobody's nah, like, nah. You jumped exactly my little brother. But isn't like, that yeah. a way to like test the uh, the balls of the guy you're about to beat up? You're like, yeah, because you're like, yeah, I did. What the fuck you gonna do? Yes, it might. Push them right. back. No, but if no, you're no, like, nah, right. it wasn't me, then they nah. know you're kind they of. They can come at you either them. way, but that, I, I don't know anyone who did that. You know what I've mean? never but heard it's of like it. a jail thing when they're like, yo, or like when the cat says, yo, what size are your shoes? And you're like, they my size. Yeah, that's different. That's what you're kind of talking about. Yeah. But generally, I, I, yo, the let out, when I went to Vest, yo, the let out was like that. It's all like the it time, became so. a, 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 like, this is what you do. And Camden is like, dog, this year, six people said, Oh, you beat up my little brother. It's like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. I've seen some ter- some terrible things. Mark, what irrational? And they don't even have little brothers. I, no, no, they don't. Or little cousins. I have irrational fears of uh, the police when they're behind me and and when I'm driving. Right. And anytime I've been pulled over, almost as if I'm carrying a hundred kilos of cocaine in my car. I got and you. I, I don't know for whatever reason I get tight. I start sweating. I think everybody yeah, does. Like, yeah, I don't I like do the too. Fear. What's that? Everybody does. Yeah, but he no, he sounds he sounds like he has black levels. Yeah. No, no, it's just like I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna? You know, I have this irrational fear that there's something that I did years ago that's gonna <laughs> they pop got up, you. They found and, it, and they're gonna put they me in handcuffs. Body, son. They found it because the one time I had to drop some drop some money off at somebody in jail, I said, what if they keep me? What what, what if they keep me? And I I didn't do yeah. anything, but I was I was yeah. petrified and mortified. Spider, son. Yes. You knew where they put spider. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I, think, I saw it. I, I think Marco was gun. black in the past life. No. <laughs> could have been. been. I'm, you, listen, I, I bet you there's, there's a, a lot of people that to say this ain't thing. Because yeah. I'll, I'll so keep most my of them are black at, girls too. Ten, I bet you. ten and two. Yes, sir. No, sir. Can I? Well, differently, I will act respectful to the police officer. <laughs> I got you. So, hmm? You didn't get the joke, Tim. What was the joke? It's all right. If you act respectful to the police officer, you, just won't, right you won't get beat down. But anyway. That's what uh, I do too. I get it. So, but holding on to the 10 and 2, can I go into my glove box? You know, and like, you're fine. Don't worry about Am it. Am I allowed right. to breathe now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can I unclench my butthole right now? <laughs> right, right, right. I get it. So, my, one of mine is um, I, I visit my cousins and she has children. So, when I go into the, to use one of the bathrooms, like if I'm going to take a shower, there's always stuff in it. Like there's like a. A rubber shark and Legos in shark. the bathtub. Tim, Tim would be mortified. Yeah, there's all kind, and I'm just like, so my rational fear is that I'm gonna be in there, like taking a shower, and then I'm gonna slip, and this fucking rubber shark is going right up my ass. Son. It's just like <laughs> what? Boom, son. Yeah, man, because it's just the bathtub Bro, is full of stuff, son. The that's fear of rubber sharks in your no, ass. Is no, because <laughs> no, it's like I'm gonna fall in this shower. I'm gonna fall in this tub, 
and one of these toys is going to end up in my asshole. So this is what we got to so find out. Yeah, we have know, to find out what the that fear is called. You know what's interesting? You know what they say for, about like for Tim, for Tim, homophobes. That, that would be sweet nah, and sour. Really Tim. gay, so yeah. you're afraid yeah. of it because that's what you really want. Tim, so imagine that for you. A shark, a rubber shark up your ass. I'm not scared. The sweet and sour of it. It could be any, it could be a Lego, son. It could yeah. be anything, son. Just like, but it just happens to be, yo, this fucking rubber shark is pretty big, too. Maybe so it's now, based on past trauma. I, that's it, man. I don't, I don't think so. They watched me like a hawk. So, and I didn't, you know, I didn't get that far up in, in Catholic school or the church. But uh, no, now what on. I do is I take all the, I take all the stuff out of the tub now. Like, and stick it up time, your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's why this is what that's why this works. No, I do not stick it in my ass. It's one of those things. But that's one that's one of many. I also start to sweat behind when the police are behind me. I also slow down. I just I'm always at ten and two, always have my seatbelt on. I don't I'm not giving anyone any reasons, but that I'm with you. some of that irrational stuff. And I've heard other people like they won't go camping because they saw Friday the thirteenth. You know what I mean? Shit like that. I was I was watching the movie Flight with Denzel Washington, me and my, my girlfriend at the time, and the guy behind us was like, you see, that's why I don't take no planes. And it's because- you Dr- know, Drunk see, pilots? Yeah, when <laughs> drunk pilots and the planes landed upside down. And I'm like, yo, he don't he know this isn't real? Like, this isn't real. Isn't that a true story? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, from, yes. Flight no, is I don't know. Not, flight. Not fl- you're thinking about the one where the guy saves Lands everybody. On the water. No, oh. no, this that's a white guy saves everybody. <laughs> no, I think I think flight is a true story. No, I thought the jewel with Denzel was real. No, I think it's, it's a true real. story. I, true I story. believe it is. Nah, Yo, we got it. Yeah, we have we have some fact checkers <laughs> that listen to the show, so they'll, not, they'll let us not. So it was a great it was a great movie, but uh, nah. But I heard like yo, they when they didn't have enough workers, they would be firing people. These motherfuckers had bunk beds and shit, son. Yeah, a little short ass night. Oh, no, 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 no. At the like, like at the airports Airport. and shit. And these motherfuckers was tired as hell flying these planes, dog. Imagine you don't want a nigga sitting at the cockpit, you dog. You like going to that. sleep, son. Right. Music to Tim's ear. Flight is was loosely inspired. <laughs> by, loosely, but, loosely but, wait, inspired. This is, this is the best part. It was loosely inspired by a crash where nobody survived. <laughs> In the movie Flight, everybody survived. Yeah, yeah, everybody that's, survived. That's how, that was the whole point. Great film, too. Great film. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. As trainers and as students when you guys are training, what's how important is it to to kind of help someone get rid of a tell or you know, a bad habit? Mostly I'm I'm thinking tell. And then there's another part of it, which is what's the best way to capitalize it. So if we could, if you can take your coach, you know, your coach hat on, you know, your fighting hat, whatever the case is. Timmy, what do you think? Or you want Marco to go first because you, you look like you're thinking about it right now. Um, what's So what is the I question tell. is. So let's say. When How I, do I tell them to get rid of it? How important is it? What is the question? So the, the first question is, how do you help a student get rid of one? I pointed out to him. I said, hey. You, every time you step in to throw a punch, you like lift your like leg up, or you're always like, "Hiya!" You wind your hand up. Like I like I I don't know. I think after doing it for a long time, I I see the patterns a lot, and it's yeah. usually people have very similar ones. And that, um, that, and there's you know, and if then, we dug so if, deep, it could so be I'll say, telegraphing. If it's something like he lifts his foot up every time he does the like a jab cross, like he steps in with a big step, I'll say keep your left foot glued to the floor and throw jab crosses on the bag a thousand times until you get that out of your head. Gotcha. You know? Um, and then yeah. as, as a, 
so is that what you did? You you relied on your coaches in order to get rid of any of those bad habits because that's what they really are. They're really bad habits. Right? Yeah, yeah. My uh, would you lean? My on the boxing coach? coach would do that all the time. Like okay. if I was screwing something up, like if, if he noticed something that I was doing wrong, he would just he would make me do it like a thousand times with like focus on not doing the dumb thing that I was doing. Gotcha. You know. And as when and then I think repetition is the only way to fix it. It's the key. You know? Competitive nature of, of combat. Like if somebody always does things wrong, you have to make them always do it right. There's no, I don't think there's any secret to it. And how, how do you help people kind of capitalize on someone else's tell? I'm, I'm assuming that would be more, or since I'm framing it, it would be more of when you're actively fighting or if you're watching film on somebody, if that's, if that's what you're doing. How do you help somebody capitalize on someone else's tell? I think that just comes with experience. If you can, you can tell them, you say like, hey, this guy, he always drops his lead hand, so you're going to be able to hit him with a right. But that, like in the fight, it, that just comes with experience. You're able to, first of all, recognize tells. When you first start fighting, you can't recognize anything that's going on. You're just kind of surviving. But after you've been in there long enough, you start to see like the little things. It's completely a video game, just like training. It's yeah. completely yeah. a video game. So you watch like, Mike Tyson, you know, with his, his eyebrows go down twice, and then, that's when you yes. watch him? Yeah. So, Marco? Uh, yeah, so with the, the idea of helping students with their tells or kind of the, the things that they do to charge themselves up to get a technique off, right? And it's, you see it, I think, a lot more with striking than you do with jujitsu, in in the sense of the negative repercussions of it. But uh, you know, much like Tim, you got to point it out. But I'll say, hey, do you want him to know that you're throwing that jab cross? Nice. Right? He's like, no. I was like, well, you're letting him know every time you're going to throw the jab cross because you pump your hands three times or. You know, you you do this little, uh, you get jiggy with it, and then right. you throw you throw your strike. So they're going to realize that, oh yeah, every time he gets jiggy, he's going to throw something. So let me move out of range, in range, that that kind of thing. So if you want to be effective with it, you need to relax, you need to stay disciplined, and stay in your stance, and don't do too much extra unless it's uh, unless it's positive. My boxing trainer used to do that. He would say, "You maybe you can take a punch. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, you might want to keep your left hand up. He's like, but well, maybe you can take a punch. I don't know. Margo, when you would when you were actively coaching, like at the fight, yeah, what would or I don't know if you watched any tape beforehand, For sure, yeah, yeah. or so. How did you would you try to pick them out? What would you what would you look at? So I mean, I think ultimately the um, the idea is always, and again, Tim and I have always talked about this: is we got to execute what we got to execute. Gotcha. Right. So what we we if we could do what we need to do, then it doesn't quite matter what what they're doing. Now, if there's anything major that they're doing, we've probably already talked about that and said, hey, keep an eye on this. Usually at the fight, it's more, keep your hands up, move left, right, you know, back out, or watch, he's jumping a triangle. So it's, there's not a lot of nuance in the coaching. Right, right. I've been there. Was the funny, there was, uh, Dev, there was a time we had a fight, and Marco was like, I need you to yell. I'm going to say it to you, and you yell it, because I have to fight, I have to, I have to coach somebody else tomorrow. So, and that, that was the whole oh, thing. He, and I had, yo, and I would tell him, yo, you got to stop yelling. He said, all right, uh, tell him to throw a jab. Throw a jab. Like, I'm burning my voice out oh, so that Marco shit. could get his voice right for for, for the, for That's the smart. fights on the next night. Yeah, hey, listen, man, it's, it's about the team. And the other, the other thing, too, is that we'd always try and kind of have one voice. Like, there's one guy coaching yes. into the cage, yes. and then there's one guy talking to him in between rounds. Yeah. That's the worst thing I see is when somebody is rare, but when they go in the corner and they don't have that uh part set up where it's like 
Somebody talks, then the next guy goes, and then the next guy, you know, the jujitsu. I'll hear sometimes they're talking they're at the over same it. time. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like, yeah. dog, he's not getting any of that shit. And that's not, you know, like the, the 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 corner is. It's always been my thought. It's about keeping the fighter comfortable because we know that he's going into a stressful situation. It's a, it, we know what time it's happening. So you know, everything that we're supposed to do is just be there for your guy, whatever he needs. Hang out with him, get him water. You know, make jokes watch videos, play blackjack, whatever it is that keeps it loose and comfortable because it's always going to get stressful go when you go out there. Yeah, exactly. Go to the buffet. Yeah. Timmy, we have any questions? We got questions. All right, let's go. Uh, I have a few of them you want me to read them. I, I pulled them down, Tim. I got them. All right. Same ones I got. Thick Squido? Yep. All right. Let's go to him first. Dead air. <laughs> the worst. Timmy, get it, get How, it together. How large is the skill gap between brown belt and black belt? Hmm. Not, not at all. You don't think so? I don't think so. No, I don't think that from a skills perspective, I think it it really becomes uh, experience that that differentiates the brown and the black. But if you were to put a room full of brown belts and throw them their black belts, throw throw them black belts and then take it back, but you went in there and you're like. I mean, I was in this room full of black belts, and they were all really good. Basically, yeah, you're saying you, you, you wouldn't go in there and be like, so how did these guys get their blacks? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I disagree because, like, and I'm, I'll look at, like, uh, you once in a while you'll see a, a – Yeah, keep going. Listen, mm -hmm. for the people. Once in, a while, <laughs> once in a while you'll see a guy that, like, jumps seamlessly from brown belt to black belt and, and like, a high level – I'm not talking about just, like, in the room. I'm talking about like in well, well this question is very general. Right, I'm talking. Well, you gave your answer. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give my answer based on <laughs> based on high level competition. Okay, so you're going to change the question? No. Okay. No, he did, he wasn't specific. So you gave your answer on like normal everyday Joe Schmo brown belts and black belts. I'm going to talk about what I know about, which is good brown belts and black belts. Um, but for the most part, when the guys at black belt have way more skills because you can be a black belt for 20 years but you're not you're probably not gonna be a brown belt for 20 years you know so you go let's say you train sounds like experience mm. sounds like experience eight, you train for eight years you're a brown belt you then you get your black belt in your ninth year you could be now you're in the same category as a guy that has been training 30 years who's also so a nine-year black belt and a 30-year black belt yeah, but don't you get stripes added on and shit? That which is a big difference to be a third degree yeah, black belt. Yeah, I mean that's, that's time. You're still man. a black belt. It's just that like you have way longer to develop your skills at black belt than you do at brown belt. So I understand his point. Like by the if you make it to brown belt, you'll most likely you'll most likely make it to black belt. It's not like, but it, then it's a matter of developing your skills. You might have as many, but you're going to develop them more. Experience. Okay. So you agree with me. Never. <laughs> Next question. Um, so I know, unfortunately. So this is a uh, this is from Aliicious. I think okay. it used to be Shisla. Used to be oh, Shisla. Now, be, oh god. Now it's Aliicious six one zero. Yo, we be careful storming the Capitol, my god. Um, Let's go. Um, what rule changes are needed? So this is a problem. So just so Aliicious knows, I'm the only one in this room that pays attention to what goes on in uh, the world of grappling. <sighs> So, if you want to ask questions about maybe like hip hop, something like that, ask Marco and JB. But uh, MMA, maybe me or Devin. Grappling, just me. So I'll give. 
what rule changes are needed for who's number one rule set to stop boring matches like Hinger and Rocha? Like, what rule changes would you make to a grappling competition? Yeah, it's a, that's if it's just guys like they, they were they went to feet. a decision, mm-hmm. right? And it, it was basically a wrestling match. It was just a hand fighting match. Yeah. So it it's tough for the rules to dictate the pace of the competitors if they have a certain style that they can't make work, regardless of rules set, time limit, that that kind of thing. Because you had plenty of other matches, like Craig Jones finished his guy in. 35, 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mike Musumeci finished his guy in under two minutes. So it doesn't seem to be anything in the rule set that prevents people from getting after it, right? So at that point, I, I would say that you would have to go to maybe, and, and this is a flyer, if, if you have Hinger versus Hocha, then you do, like, if it goes into overtime, if there is one, you go EBI rules, like on the back, on the arm. You know, I, I think what you do is if they they get warned for passivity, both of them. Neither of them get paid? Well, and I that's one thing is like dock their pay. But like if you guys get penalized more than once for passivity, you start losing money. Or you just do like kind of like they do in wrestling. They'll just start them down on the ground. So start them in like a turtle, one guy behind with the waist. Oh, so the same exact thing then. Like just the yeah, just start period, them in, third period stuff like that. No, not a period. Just yeah, like in a fifteen minute match, you just you just go. All right, uh, Wagner, you're down. Oh no! So how do you decide who's going to be? Well, that's it. I guess you flip so a coin, you, right? You could, you could, fl- you could flip a coin. Yeah, that, it, that's the problem. Is like it would be better to have a match start, and that would also if you get called once for passivity, and you know the next time you get called, you're going to be starting with a guy on your back. Mm-hmm. That might force yeah, you no, to, yeah. to make no, a move. No, that's terrible. Yeah, you know? that's that's always terrible. So like, I, I don't think I think something escape. like I think something like that, like uh, making them get down on the ground and and get into so a I, position. And I think that you know, like we're, we're I wouldn't do an EBI submission. I would just get them like, all right, you're down. And if you, but it's a similar approach because if you look at like when the, the they go into overtime in these EBI style rules, the action kicks up from those positions, you know, because there's escape time involved mm-hmm. and there's time under attack that's in, that's involved as well. So, yeah, I, I, I could agree with you. Put, forcing them on the ground, but, you know, like guys like, like for as great as or really good as Hinger and, and Hocha are, they're just not, they're, they're playing a certain game where they're happy to win or try to win a certain way where other competitors are, are, are taking a different approach. And I think the promoters could send a message by just not having those guys on it. Agreed. You know? Agreed 100%. The problem is I think Wagner is very popular. Yeah, those so guys a are lot draw, of, it's a, it's a, it becomes a dilemma because if you yeah. need this guy to sell... But, you, but then you need to do looks. better matchups so you don't do Hinger versus Hocha. You do yeah. Hocha versus Gordon Ryan. Yeah, I think or, anybody, or anybody could have predicted that that would happen with those two. Next question. Um as Timmy scrolls through his phone. Well, we got a bunch. I'm going to... Yeah. We're going to cover the Mike Musumeci question? Uh, we're going to get to that later. All right. I wanted to save that for the end. Gotcha. Um, what was the most impressive performance from who's number one? Man, it'd probably have to be Craig Jones taking that match last minute and beating Ponza in 45 to 50 seconds. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed with that one. I mean, I, I that's how exactly how I expected it to be. Like, okay. and, I don't, and Ponza's not a... A no gi guy. He's like a. He hasn't even competed in the gi in years. So, I. It was somewhat impressive. I think. Um, what's his name? Musa Mechi's performance was more impressive. That's his second no gi match, and he finished like a no gi champ. He's a three-time Brazilian uh, Jiu-Jitsu world champion. Second. Hold, no- hold on. 
Right. Well, second, second nogi match at who's number one professional nogi match. But also a, a nogi world champ. So all right. The, so, but this other guy is. I think he's a nogi world champ or a nogi pan am champ. Gotcha. Anyway, but it's his second. He's it's so widely were, known that he's you were mostly, not expecting Mike Musumeci, who's arguably the greatest grappler in, currently in the world, to defeat this guy in under two minutes. Not this guy, no. Okay. Not with a heel hook. Okay. So fair enough. Um, it would have been now if Luis Pan because the same thing as Luis Panza. He doesn't really do nogi that much. He hasn't done nogi, I think, in like five years, except for his match a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. So was it five years or a couple of weeks ago? Which which is no, he's he's getting into nogi competition now. Okay, but that was the whole thing. Is like, is Mikey going to be good without the gi? That was the question. He was a nogi world champion. Yeah, very several years ago. So he's a gi world champion. So it's fine. You know, do you think his skills just erode from? He's just not good. Is that? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm sounds saying like, he's the most impressive. Sounds like you're saying it. Um, and the other guy was uh, Michael Galvao. You seen him? The the other guy in the Musumeci match? No. The, that was the, the impressive, the, the that Michael Galvao. Yeah. Michael Galvao. Okay. Again, so Marco doesn't really watch these things. He just checks I, Flow Grappling Instagram no, no, to, get his, I, to get it to, to find his opinions. No, what I, what um, I don't next do is question. Fan, fanboy <laughs> the, some It's so great, Michael rules. Galvao. Oh, he, like I don't care about the names. They're all meat sacks that do jujitsu to me. Okay. Even uh, Craig Jones. Yeah, especially Craig Jones. He, even though your man crush, no, it doesn't. Your man crush on Craig Jones isn't affected by we're, him we're being dear, a meat sack. We're dear friends, but okay. as a jujitsu competitor, he's a meat sack from Australia that does jujitsu. What are some uh, unwritten rules of BJJ? Talking to me. <laughs> Who's sending the question? How about you give them a little credit? Eight days later, fitness. Nice. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Pass, yeah. Don't touch right. people's buttholes. That's it. What about you, Timmy? What that's do you a, think? That's, I think that's a written rule of society. <laughs> Polite society. No, because no, no, I think you get a... Don't y'all do, y'all, don't y'all do oil checks and shit? Who's who's y'all? <laughs> Yo, he doesn't. <laughs> me head Matt. Some of the other people. Oh, me Matt. head Matt. Yeah, you Jesus. know. Some of the other people. Shout out me head Matt's the best. Unwritten rules? Pointing down, son. Pointing down. He knows Um. Yeah, Marco doesn't. Marco doesn't want to do this one. So what is it? Go ahead. You you chime I, in. Cut your fingernails. Let's go. That's usually written. Most schools have that written down. You have that on your no. rule. You so Marco doesn't have See, that. See, that's rule. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, cut your fingernails. So that's that's Marco's answer. Is cut your fingernails. Um, don't be a douchebag when you roll. I think is like the main one. So like, what does that even mean? Like, don't. Um, it's so great how you try how to, well you verbalize it. Try to. Uh, execute techniques so like when you get behind somebody try to get a, a clean choke on them don't just rip their face off like that's an unwritten rule and i think that's like the most important like if you get if you get a leg lock don't try to break the guy's leg try to properly apply the submission with control time under attack <laughs> I brought it back positional control <laughs> position of control positional control position of control time under attack makes zero sense okay time under control Makes a lot of sense. All right. Um, What's next, Timmy? And then the next one is the Mikey Musumeci, the one Marco's been waiting for all day. Uh, I'll just, um, is Mikey Musumeci a real Italian or is he a Wonderbread WOP? WAP. What? WAP. I'm the only one, I'm the only one here allowed to say it. Who sent this one, bro? She's Slay Alicious. Damn, son. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Take that. I don't. What is it? What is a Wonder Bread? No, no clue. I don't. Uh, I don't even know what. Where does this word come from? Wop without papers. 
Yeah, the word WAP. For real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that means. This is amazing. They would put that, they you would ever put that? Yeah, Fuck they would put no. it on, on, an, on Ellis Island. They'd put just, it on your just shirt. Just for your information, know that black you know people are very terrible at racial slurs. It's you guys that come up with got, all this shit. Not a lot of good ones. <laughs> I mean, you guys seem to use one a lot. Yeah, but that's, What's that? That's a term of endearment. One... Not... Pull up. No. First, no, no. No. And listen, the craziest part is we didn't invent that one. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yo, the same we place, inherit, you inherited you know, the same, that The same place they, they came up with WAP is where they came up with Warlock. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was. It was the same but table. That, yeah, same bro. Like, no, 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 this one, no. That, that one. That's what they were saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what it was, man. That's it, Timmy? I think that's it. Riveting. All right, hate on sight. Where we at? Dev, hate on sight. You first. My own body, dog. Oh, what? That's what? a fact, bro. What? Nah, bro. Like, What's wrong I, with it, I don't son? work out. Do? I don't do nothing no more. What? And I have no- Chubby Dev? I just- huh? No, it's just like nothing. It's like I just feel like nothing. I don't look like anything. It's like, what the fuck happened, Yo, that's son? hard drive Dev? Com- computer Dev? Exactly. It's like, And it's still doing son, his thing? No traps. No nothing, it, no man. nothing. I'm like, oh no, Why I gotta you do get something rid- about it. Get your summer bond Listen, back, man, son. I, that's what I gotta change my life, man. Cause, well, I get to my, no, I'm gonna get my love on site out of that's here. A, no, 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 no. I, I said, have to get your. I said, no, no, no. You want it now? No, we'll, got, do, we'll do it. I we'll got to it. because it relates. All right, let's go. Oh, okay. I have to. It's my girl body. You know what I'm saying? My girl just came back. She cheated. She get to do right. what the women get that's to it, do. Man. She hey, cheated. Came back. A superhero now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm like, do Damn. you can do that. And now I'm sitting here she like, that. she came back from ass tastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck going on? I'm like, damn, you threw an ass in, the, you know what I'm saying? It, in, in the shopping cart, <laughs> and now the joint is here, and it's like, damn. So now I got to get it together. So you, you came back instant. It's the this ta- gonna take me a little bit. It's the table and chairs. You can't you get can, brand new. You could ta- probably chairs. go to the same doctor and get and get traps. I don't want that. Delts, triceps, I don't want that. Just get your yeeks going, son. No, I don't want none of that. Yo, man. So that's what you're tra- your, your trash body, son. You get, yeah, it, together. It's you get it, trash. Back, you get it together. It's trash. Timmy, what's your hate on sight? Um, the number on the scale. The number on it. Oh, your trash body. <laughs> Chubby yeah. Timmy from the yeah. desert. We want to see him die. Yeah, I gotta. Um, you, yo, you I left, gotta. I gotta get myself together. You left that fat motherfucker in California. That's what you do. You let him. Yeah, what, what do you think got you to this? Uh, you know, like this puffy. We're not body shaming body. Um, what I'm gonna so recently. Meaning the last like several months. Gotcha. Not weeks. Um, I've been getting these like Quest bars and eating like 15 of them at night Son, before I go ah. to bed. But they're they're just fucking candy bars, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know. That's, that's the problem. They, is that they say, it'll say that thing is like there's one gram net carbs. No. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I eat 15 of them. Son. And then then I look at the- The sugar alcohol I look at, is really getting you. Yeah, so then <laughs> I look at the- it's, the sugar alcohol. I don't know. What's not 15. I probably eat like eight. Probably enough, son. You get you you go on hand. So it's like an extra eight hundred calories a night right before I go to bed. You know. Yo, they're all just so we know. They're, they're all, all candy bars. bars. Yeah, they yeah. all are. It doesn't matter protein bar. Like they're all fucking candy bars. So son. that's my what I'm gonna try to do is I'm just gonna cut those out. So your hate on site is, is chubby ch- chubby Tim in the desert. No, it was the guy. number on the scale. The number on the scale. All right, and that's, that's what I'm gonna man. that's what I'm gonna fix. No problem. Love on site. You might as well you know. Oh, I didn't have one. You don't have one? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm 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 sure your wife is okay with that. Um, hey, Marco, hate on site. Any Damn. man that wears an index finger ring. Okay. Listen, man. What? What's Get in, your which life one together. is the index finger? This one. Pointer finger? Yeah, pointer finger. Yeah. yeah. It's always something very odd or weird about anybody that I've seen or interacted with that wears if you have an index finger ring on, 
You've done that before. Man, that's a trigger finger tri- uh, not, trinket, I'm not man. saying now, but before. That's you like where you wear you your, 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 your championship ring. Why would I wear that ring there? You wear yeah. your championship ring on a No, see, finger? that's your the trigger finger trinket. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Nah. That's, that's, yeah, some, I mean, that's some real gangster some, shit right there. Yeah, Marco so. doesn't know about that kind of stuff. Yes, he does. He's a... He's a, he's a he, no, I will use that word. Anybody that wears one that isn't a shooter... Got you. Very odd and weird, and I wouldn't want to have any time spent with them. Nice. Love on site? My wife. Nice. Marco's turn. Because how you know how thankful and grateful I am to her for right. how she took care of everything while That's I was right, in the hospital. That's right, son. That's what it's about, son. She pointed out that I didn't mention that. In the hey, listen. Yeah, and she deserves Come on, son. You know what it is. My hate on site is shitty local restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, don't, especially on Tuesdays, don't go to shitty local restaurants on Tuesday. Apparently, it's not supposed to be very shitty. Whatever. Problem. No. I highly recommend. Nah, I'm not shouting them out. Nah, nah, so we went Come to on, this. No, nah, we, we, uh, we went to this we'll place. You, you got to tell us. We'll tell you off air. You're never going to go. You're never going to go anywhere. So we went. Tell us how much you made in your last. Fight. <laughs> Tell me how much you made last month. No, so yo, ten million. We went That's the same that I made in my last fight. That's crazy. We went to the shitty restaurant. They sat us there for a while, and then we just walked. And then when we were outside, dude came out to talk to, like, hey, he wanted to buy his dinner. Look at fuck out of here. Then we went somewhere else. And just why and, you won't know, we you say where it was? Nah, because it's just I'm, it I'm, was in Collingswood. Yeah, it was in Collingswood. That's where it was. I, first of all, I'm. I don't even want to go in on that entire town, but I think most of the town it's a, like a sham to me. All right, so this was, is either the pop shop. No, 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 no. Italian. I'll say it was Italian. It's an Italian place. So, but so we we go and I wanted pasta. Yeah. I had pasta in a while. I was like, "Yo, let's go grab some." You haven't let's... had pasta in a while. No, I've been eating a lot what, of gummy what's worms. That supposed to be? It's tough to make room for pasta when what you're filled with gummy worms. worms. You you should know that. I don't like gummy worms. Well, that fat oh, you're you tripping. The guy comes over, tells us what the specials are. We're in this Italian restaurant. I go, fuck, looks like my mother's basement down here. That's fine. And bring over a loaf of bread. I eat the whole loaf he of bread. Hammered, no, no. He hammered I, this loaf of bread. So. That you look like. <laughs> yeah. So by the time I finished the loaf, maybe about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. I turned yeah. to I turned to JB. I go, what the fuck? They said they didn't come over. They didn't come and I take thought, our order. I thought it was my fault because, like, oh damn, I you know. So <laughs> I go, if I finish this loaf of bread and they haven't come to take the, our order, I said, you're gonna let's, order let's another loaf of bread. No, no, no. no let's no. get out of here. So we get up and we go. Yeah. And we walk out and like J, J, JB says, it comes running over to us. What happened? I said, well, nobody came to take our order. Right. He goes, let me give you a free dinner. I go, now nah, we're good. We're good. So because we, the idea is, if we're there to pay for dinner. And you're giving me shit service. <laughs> what, what's the service going to be like when you're giving free. it to me for free? 100%. I like yeah. that logic. Yeah. Nah, it makes a lot of sense, bro. Yo, under different circumstances, maybe I'd have, you know, we would have given them a, another chance. But we decided to go to a locally owned restaurant. Because, you know, like, hey, like we went to, we wanted to go to Brio. Well, mm-hmm. the money that we spent at Brio goes to some dude who the fuck knows yeah. where it's at. Yeah. But we were spending money in a restaurant in Collingswood. Is it a new, re- new restaurant? No, it, no, been was it, for a while. Was it a uh, bring your own bottle joint? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Butter, yeah. What is it? Yo, which I, one, what I, bread, I don't know the name of it, but a shorty was, took what, me there. What bread was better, Marco? Because Marco demolished the bread at Brio as well. Was it yeah. dark in there? It was. This one? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, bread, the, all on the, wall, the bread on Collingswood like was better. It was better. All right. My, my love on site is a city alive. We actually went out <laughs> again and walking through certain parts of Philly, there were, when we were downtown in that area, there was people sit now it just seems like everything is coming back and just to watch to see this how alive the city was 
when you've noticed for a long time that it was so dead, uh-huh. that was my love on site. And it's going to be no, more so, dead people due to so the my people love, being my outside. So my love on site is, I have a second love on site. Not cheating on my wife. Never. But I was I being like acco- that. I was, right? I was being accosted by a homeless <laughs> he man. He was, son. He was. And he was just singing to me and talking to me and all this other stuff. And I'm, why, all right, he's got nothing in his hands. I was like, all right. <laughs> he's assessing good. the situation. And then Threat I go, fuck, I want to elbow this guy in the face. Right? Just to get him away from me. I'm like, no, it's not the right thing. And then I see JB walking up the street and I go, all right, anything happens, I know this guy's going to oh. get a right cross across the face son, and it'll be good. But it was just funny to see, like, the, like Jay saying that how alive the city is. Yes. Yeah, man. And just Beautiful. how Bum, crazy. Bums are back. Bum, bum, nah, yes. Yeah, bums are they're back. back. They're back. Oh, and Jay, JB was your knight in shining. Nah. He, he was. Nah, he son. saved me. Nah, he he strolled up, son. He came. Up. He scooped me up. He carried me into the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You know. Carried you over the threshold. Like a, ba- like a baby. <laughs> like a baby, B. Tim and I would like to thank our sound engineer and studio owner, Devin Wade, for always doing a great job with with the sound, but also the beautiful facility that we get to use here at SFX Studios. We'd also like to thank Eddie Lynn, who takes and donates his time to the podcast to do all the the video editing and everything you see on our social media. So really appreciate that from Eddie Lynn. And we'd also like to thank our friend Ralphie Darden, a.k.a. DJ Major Taylor, who gave us uh, the original music that we used. So uh, you're welcome, Tim. And almost just as importantly as everybody else that he mentioned, we would like to thank all of our listeners that submitted questions. This is the Ninja Rock Podcast with Marco Barazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist.